everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Shawin. And joining me today, we have Ash Collins. Ash, how are you? Pretty good. Excellent. And drumroll, please. Returning to the podcast tonight is Chris Ranson. Chris, glad to have you back. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> good. Work is uh, work. Work running you raw. Oh, it's amazing. I, I don't I mean, so someone accidentally clicked the uh, duplicate order thing when they ordered all of our inventory for the holidays. Yeah. So we got twice of everything. Oh, wow. So when you <laughs> only have room for one X and you get two X. Great. <laughs> wow. Did they make you put it all out still? No, because it, it, it physically wouldn't fit out or in. Like, it physically won't fit in the building. They had to bring in storage units and stored it behind the building. Oh, okay. That is wow. insane. But <laughs> we're doing great. We have people call off or just not call in. They just don't show up. <laughs> we average, like, we're supposed to have, like, 32 people. We average, like, 13. I mean. Wow. That's okay. <laughs> and now that our hours, like, we start right when the bars close. So like oh okay so Saturday and Sunday mornings like the girls come in dressed like hookers because they're <laughs> obviously been at the club all night so they're probably still drunk yeah and high <laughs> uh, so my favorite was the girl with the hooker boots and the mini skirt she came in despite specific dress code and she was wow. working in an area where she has to climb ladders and I'm like yeah um you go you yeah. But, yeah. Well, that sounds like a healthy workplace. It so is. Good for you. Great. Best That's... job ever. <laughs> That's fantastic. They give us lots of free food, though. So, I mean... Well, hey, there you go. Awesome. So, we have all now seen Star Wars The Force Awakens. I know Ashley and I were talking. Uh, what, when did we record last? I guess it was just last Thursday night. And I was saying that I wasn't sure if I was going to go see it. I know you had tickets for Saturday. Chris, you were at Star Wars, which is why you couldn't record on Thursday night. Um, But now here we are on Monday evening and all three of us have seen it. Ash, you've actually seen it twice now. Uh, So I don't want to give any spoilers right now. Uh, You know, if it's something we want to talk about in the future, we can devote a podcast to it. But at this point, I don't really want any spoilers because that's just not what we're talking about today. But uh, what were some of your thoughts on Force Awakens? Chris, let me start with you. I loved it. I saw it in IMAX 3D. So it was great. As I got there early and got a great seat. We actually ran into somebody. So they were actually in line in front of us and they just held two seats beside them. Oh, that's cool. So they even worked out better. Awesome. Did you, so you didn't have assigned seats? No. I'm not okay. a fan of assigned seats because, like, what if you get stuck behind someone that just, no, I'm good. Plus, if you're See, running late, like, you can't find your seat very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't I've know. Like, I love I love the assigned seating because I was able to. I ordered my tickets while I was at work on Saturday, or no, I think it was Friday when I was at work on Friday for the Sunday showing, and I got like good seats, and I didn't have to worry about getting there early uh, or anything like that. And so I showed up maybe twenty minutes early, and uh, had had my good seats, and so we were good to go. And so I, I really like assigned seating, and I don't have a problem seeing when it if you show up late cause it's pretty well uh, mapped out in the theater I go to. So I don't have a problem with that, but uh, anyway, I did see it also in IMAX 3d 
And I know you were talking about trying to go to like a real IMAX, which is the dome. And uh, we have uh, Henry Ford Museum right around the corner from us and they have the dome. And so I need to check. I haven't yet. I want to check and see if they're showing it there because that would be pretty awesome to see. I loved it in uh, IMAX 3D. I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah, someone on Facebook was asking if the 3D was worth it. I'm like, I don't even remember the 3D. I was so engrossed. Like, I don't right. remember. <laughs> what it I loved about been. the 3D was the like the big, uh, basically when you're kind of like out in the middle of space and you just see the stars and you kind of have whatever's there, you know, a ship might be flying or whatever. It was just so vast and open and large. That's really what stuck out to me with the 3D. Uh, but there wasn't, it wasn't a lot of uh, gimmicky 3D. It wasn't a lot, which I love, but it wasn't a lot of shit coming at you type of stuff. Right. It was just depth. Um, but uh, I really, I really thought it was great. And what about you, Ash? How did you, uh, I know the first time you kind of had shitty seats. So go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Um. Well, <clears throat> we went Saturday, even though I bought tickets. I actually went bought tickets after I got to work on Saturday. So I was there at like 11 o'clock. There were five other people who were buying tickets to the same showing I was going to. <laughs> and our theater was actually running. Our theater's got two showings of the 2D version at the same time uh, all day long. Um, so it's doubled up. Like if there's a 415 showing, it's on in both theaters at the same time. Um, and then they've got one showing the 3D version. Uh, I just went for the 2D version, A, because I'm cheap. B, I didn't remember them filming it in 3d so i figured it was post-process so i was just like eh, i didn't i didn't care um yeah uh but uh saturday we ended up going uh we got there later than i wanted to um just uh i i, I well i wasn't thinking about it anyway i figured oh it would be too bad you know it was packed oh <laughs> my god my my little hometown theater that even jurassic world like jurassic world yeah, there were still seats, but I mean, there weren't very many seats. Yeah, but yeah. Even when Jurassic World, like Jurassic World, had that theater like filled pretty good, but we could still pretty much kind of sit where we wanted to. We wouldn't have you know, we had options. Um, yeah, but uh, but no, Star Force Awakens Saturday was just a nightmare. I uh, ended up having to watch it front row. Um, Man, I can't even imagine. Well, I hate front row. Yeah, it it wouldn't be so bad if they had actually if our theater actually took out that front row and just had the next row back, it wouldn't be as bad. But it was like right up on the screen, so it was just like whoa. Mm. Um, it was, I, I I still watched it. It was still pretty. You know, I could still get get everything in, take everything mm-hmm. in. But I had a crick in my neck when we left. Uh, <laughs> I went and saw it again today though with my with my son. We went out to see the same same time showing. Um, theater was not as packed, but it's a Monday and <laughs> it's a four fifteen showing Wow! and the back half of the theater was entirely packed. Hmm. We ended up having to sit in the front, like middle, like the middle section, yeah. like the first, like three rows of that front section were filled in. And after we sat down, I mean, we got there like four o'clock. The movie starts at four fifteen. Well, no, the previews start at four fifteen. Let me clarify mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, but like the rows ahead of me got filled up after we had sat down on a Monday. <laughs> so wow. I think this movie has some like. Now, did you get the Star Trek trailer before this one today? Nope. Um, wow. They had Batman versus Superman. Uh, Man, I fucking Batman. loved the Batman versus Superman trailer. I am yeah. so fucking excited to see that goddamn. <clears throat> 
Uh, yeah, they had that in the Kung Fu Panda. Some pets. Yeah, we had that one. Um, oh, in the Gods of Egypt trailer. Oh, we didn't have that one. We had um, the the Kung Fu Panda and uh, Star Trek, but we also had uh, and Batman vs Superman. But we also had what was it? Oh, Independence Day two, which my uh-huh. wife is now just super excited to see. No, we didn't even have that. We had the the one that Chris Pine starring in the. I don't even remember the title of the movie because instead of keeping the title of the movie up, they dropped the title of the movie to tell you it's the most daring Coast Guard rescue of all time. So that's oh. the official new title of the movie for me, the most daring Coast Guard <laughs> rescue of all time. I don't know the name of the fucking movie because they didn't keep it on the screen long enough. That's funny. But yeah, it was like, okay, we're watching a Star Wars movie and the only two trailers that are even remotely closely related to Star Wars are Batman vs. Superman and Gods of Egypt. Right. I was like, okay, no Star Trek trailer, no Independence Day trailer. It's like our movie theater's fucking my head. <laughs> yeah, I got to admit, what? I thought the Independence Day trailer looked really oh, cool. Oh, the Fifth the Wave, that was the other one I forgot. That was close. Yeah, I'll give you that. The Fifth Wave trailer was something. But the, they've had the Fifth Wave trailer, same Fifth Wave trailer playing there since Adventure. So I was just like, eh. That was the Coast Guard movie? I don't know what that is. No, Fifth Wave is the the one with Elf Fanning, or is it Dakota Fanning, uh, where the aliens invade, and it's based off of a young adult novel. Oh, uh, I have not seen that. I haven't heard of it, really. Yeah, it looks okay. Huh. Um, but it, it, they've had that pl- trailer playing since Avengers Age of Ultron came out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Chris, but- did you have any, any different trailers at all, or was it the same? Um, mine opened with the new Disney cartoon. <laughs> about some kid who rides waves has a really terrible art style. And then it just went to, um, um, Deadpool. Like literally it was all Marvel, Deadpool, X-Men, um, Captain America, Star Mm, Trek, which got booed for good reasons. Cause it was awful. What the fuck was awful about it? It looks fantastic. It looks fun as fuck. It looks like a bromantic movie. It just looks like a comedy. It just awful. Cannot like, wait to see it. My expectations went from yay to uh, pff, I, I probably they, won't even see it in the theater. It's that bad looking. They, uh, <laughs> well, Simon Pegg and the director are both like, this trailer was terrible. So they're like, it doesn't represent the film at all. So so there is that, Chris. So. I, still won't, I probably back. won't see it. <laughs> the I will. I will. See it. I. I, I I'm interested enough to see it, but I think that trailer was like half baked by a marketing person who has no idea what the fuck they're actually doing. Star Trek Beyond. I don't think you've seen the trailer for that one yet. Maybe you have. I don't know. I'm surprised at how many trailers I had because you were mentioning some that I forgot that we had. We had Deadpool and we had um, the other one that you mentioned that I can't remember. X-Men. No, Captain America. Captain America Civil War. Yeah, we had that one also. And uh, we also had the Jungle Book trailer, which I've oh, seen yeah. the Jungle Book trailer, but the only time I watched it was on my phone. I mean, man, on the big screen, it's so so effective, and I am very excited to see that film now. That should be really fun to watch. Yeah, we had that too. I forgot about it. I think but, there was more because it was like 20 minutes of previews. Okay. Yeah, I had um, – I think they might have actually started a little bit earlier today because they actually got out of the theater like – 10 to 15 minutes before I did um, Saturday. Okay. Uh, 
But yeah, because like Saturday, the movie start the, the movie starts at four fifteen. Yeah, okay. Well, tack on <laughs> tack on two hours. That should be six fifteen. I didn't get out of the theater on Saturday until after seven. Wow. And today I was actually in the car at like six fifty ish. But yeah, our theater loves to pack on about half an hour ads and previews. <laughs> well, I had to see it at AMC because it's. I mean, we have other theaters, but that's like the biggest and closest one. Mm-hmm. And they apparently have this new policy where they have to turn the lights on before the movie is actually over. That's so, so stupid. So with three minutes remaining, I won't tell you what's happening, but I'm sure in your head you can establish what is happening. Right. If you've seen it, the lights come on. Not like vague lights, but full house lights on. Well, I don't full, understand why that's totally their... killed the final minutes for me. I was like, oh, why is that their policy? Like I for went safety to reasons because people want to leave. I'm like, what? who the fuck would leave before the credits roll? Like, I can see turning them on, you know, once the credits start, but... My theater doesn't even bring the lights up until the cleaning crew comes in. Oh, no, this is AMC. They send in the cleaning crew while the credits are playing with people in there. Yeah, That's they what wait I have. Until everybody leaves before they... I mean, they bring them up a little bit, but it's not like full lighting at, at our... If we're, we got a car mic in town. Now, yeah. didn't... Um, didn't... Uh, what was it? Didn't Star buy AMC or AMC buy Star? I don't even know who Star is. Oh, maybe they just don't use that billing out there. And maybe it was only local or something. I don't know. But around here, like all of our AMC theaters turned into Star theaters. And that's where I was at, was at Star. So I just assumed it was kind of like that everywhere. And our theater keeps them on until, yeah, it was halfway through the credits before they before they turned them on. Now, was there a post credit scene? Because I, I looked no. it up and didn't think there was. Okay. No, because okay. uh, as J.J. put it, 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 there's no post credit scene. It's Star Wars. It doesn't need a post credit scene. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very good. But yeah, yeah. I, I love the movie. Uh, um, both times I saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually... Uh, I, I have a few nitpicks with it after the second viewing, but oh. I can overlook it because my nitpicks were nowhere near... My like second viewings, like when I watched the prequel trilogy, which is like, um, wow, yeah. Um, and this will survive more more viewings than Prometheus did too, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I really but, want to see it again. I'm excited to see it again. Yeah, I so I saw it with my wife the first time. I saw it with my son this time, um, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because I knew what was coming right uh, the second time, and so I was looking for his reaction and the audience's reaction too, and. <laughs> They had like the same reactions in the almost uh, for both both showings. So. Yeah. Um. What was I? Made me think of something, but I I don't I don't remember what it was now. But oh, you were talking and kind of going back and forth on Twitter between Mad Max and Star Wars, and uh, I, I've decided that the first movie I'm going to watch when I get my projector set up is going to be Mad Max because I have it. I just haven't watched it yet, and I want to save it for the the larger screen. And so I'll be interested to see what my feelings are on that. So I can't compare the two, unfortunately, which one I liked better, which obviously they're very different movies. You can't really compare them, but just which one you enjoyed more, I guess. Yeah, and I, I watched Mad Max and I owned the Blu-ray since it came out. So. Yeah. See, I've got, I've, well, I watched Mad Max on my computer. I haven't actually watched it on my TV. Yet. Yeah. But yeah, I, well, I saw it in the theater though too, but yeah, it, yeah, they're definitely very different movies. Yeah. Oh, oh. Apparently, uh, a stunt woman that worked on on Mad Max, Star Wars, and what was the other one? 
uh, the new Resident Evil movie had an accident and they had to amputate her arm. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, while she was on set. Oh, for wow. Resident Evil. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Wow. But yeah, I yeah, Mad Max and Star Wars are definitely very different movies, obviously. But I'm, I, I don't know. I could watch both of them equally. I think. I, I yeah. don't know that I could pick between them if I had to. Honestly, mm-hmm. like them both. Very good. I want to do a series review for Star Wars, and so I just got to write down my my blurb for this one, and then I'm I think I'm going to start at the beginning and and go through them all. Do that series review as time goes on. Nothing that's coming up quickly or, or soon, but just as I as I go through them. So, I'm telling that's... you, machete order, machete order. <laughs> For the series review, I got to do them all. Machete gets rid of the first episode, right? Well, yeah, it gets rid of the first episode, but you can always toss it in. Yeah, uh, as like basically the machete order goes four, five, two, three, six, okay. but. But one of the 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 machete orders just an altered version of what someone else had done before, which was four, five, then one, two, three, and then six. Yeah. So and that you know, because if you watch it, if you watch the first the episode four and five, it preserves all of the you know the revelations mm-hmm. that you get later on anyway. So you you and it has the better introduction to the Star Wars universe, which is a new hope. Because right. uh, the prequel trilogy is not the best at bringing people into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. But, so I don't know. Very good. All right. So, aside from Star Wars, Ash, did you uh, watch anything or do anything between uh, Thursday and today? Uh, not really. I was busy building my wife's computer. Okay. I, I heard the RAM you ordered didn't come in, so you kind of went and bought oh. a cheaper one? Yes. Well, it finally showed up today. Oh, okay. It was supposed to. It was supposed to show up Friday. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, we got home from. Yeah, we everything else that we bought for her to go up Wednesday. So okay. It's just like okay, but yeah, <laughs> no, we got home from Force Awakens Saturday, and the Ram still hadn't showed up, and she looked like a kick puppy. So, <laughs> so I was just like, I mean, she she looked just broken. So I was just like, all right, so I went out and. Because the the motherboard I bought her has four RAM slots, and we only ordered two sticks. Oh, uh, okay. So I was like, okay, we can just go get two more sticks out of mm-hmm. uh, at the store and and slap it in there. So right, went and bought two sticks and got her up and running. So good. She's been had it, she's had her computer since Saturday. Awesome. She love it. Yeah, she's That's loving good. it. So everything fit in the case? Barely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Everything fit, he asked if everything fit the case. Barely, yeah, barely. Her video, <laughs> her video card is like scraping the sides. On, oh wow! Uh, well, it doesn't quite go to the front, but I had to like tilt it to actually get it to slide into the the slot properly because it's too tall. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I had to like be really careful with the power cables when I put the the side of the case back on because it was like hitting them the video card. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her her games look great. Like her, 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 everything's been playing good. She loaded up Skyrim today, and she cranked it all up to the highest setting you can. And okay, it, and it looks absolutely fantastic. So, oh, awesome! Yeah. Very cool. Good, good, good. And what about you, Chris? Uh, we haven't talked to you, and man, I don't even know. It's been four, maybe five episodes. I don't know. I don't even remember. But um, anything of note that you've uh, want to talk about? 
Um, I beat Dragon Quest Heroes. Okay. Which was, which was good. And I finished Uncharted uh, on the PS4, the first one. My replay, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I suffered through Assassin's Creed China, mm. which awful game. Like I I've remember, never. It has these terrible mechanics that don't even work half the time. And I remember like, you were saying, "Is uh, is this game going to be worth a dollar twenty-five? You texted me, or you were putting on Twitter or something, yeah. or a buck fifty, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. No, no, <laughs> it really wasn't worth that. And the fact that there's two more coming is just awful. But uh, like, there's so, sometimes it, when the gameplay actually works, it's great. But you have like a block button and you counter, or you can like leap over them. Don't even try leaping over because that won't work. <laughs> and then like it took, I was stuck on one mission forever. And then it, I found out that I could actually hide behind stuff in the foreground, not just the background. Okay. Like thanks game for letting me know this. Never. Right. And just accidentally hit the wrong button. And there I was hiding beside a pillar. <laughs> I was like, ah, but oh. yeah, it's just, crappy um and that's all i played that kind of just that killed my like gaming buzz it just yeah i tried to play like rayman 3 since it's like backwards compatible okay on the xbox and that game's awful i don't ugh. there's a reason i didn't ever play it before <laughs> like i thought it was open world but it's like it's a 3d linear terrible game with like bad shooting mechanics it's just weird it doesn't feel like rayman it feels like I don't know. Poor Halo corridor shooter. It's just weird. <laughs> um, and then movie wise, I haven't really seen much. I saw Krampus, hated it. Saw Trumbo, thought it was okay. Uh, watched Hateful Eight, it was okay. You watched that one today, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. All three hours of hearing the N word, <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of times. Yeah. Does it does it beat um, um, Django? Probably, like like in the <laughs> amount of uses, probably, hmm. probably. But yeah, talk about a movie where nothing happens for ninety minutes. Basically, in case no one knows what Hateful Eight is about, it's about eight people who meet up at a coffee shop inside of a, like this cabin on top of a mountain during a snowstorm. And it's a western. Oh, okay. So. I didn't realize that, I guess. I just knew it was a Western. Yeah. So basically, hmm. it all takes place in, like, the cabin, outside of, like, the opening shot and a flashback. Everything else takes place in this one little, like, cabin. Okay. I just made it sound better than it is. Trust me. <laughs> but it's typical Tarantino. Like, if you jerk off to him every night, then you're going to jerk off to this movie. You'll see it four times. You'll fly to Canada to see it in 88mm or whatever the hell it's playing exclusively in like 10 theaters. You'll be that person. Don't worry. I do love Tarantino. You'll love it. Good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> it also has a pants in it. It's a hollow. Ooh, breaking up. You there? I'm here. I didn't do anything. Oh, man. Technical difficulties. Yeah, I think your net's taking a shit again. <laughs> the best part is we don't have like none of the computers are on none of the systems are on it's literally my phone on it hmm. and we call them like oh, there's nothing wrong it's fine <laughs> we have like four megabytes uploads or something ridiculous 
But hey, it's only 160 a month. Cox, the only place here. Oh, yeah, I don't know them. Well, hopefully it'll fix itself by the next time we get to you because it's pretty bad at this point. But we'll try to try to you know journey on here and see what happens. Um, as for myself, I didn't. Uh, Star Wars was pretty much it. I was busy this weekend with other things. I did watch like it's just as I mentioned, it's just wrestling phase for me right now. And so I watched some Nitro from 1996, and uh, I kind of got into that era a little bit i was thinking let me try see what i can watch from this time and so i was watching like the nitro which hit on a monday in 96 in january of 96 which was followed by the next night was clash of the titans but the night previous was the royal rumble from wwe and so i kind of watched the royal rumble which was the Shawn michaels won his like second in a row on that year and uh, it was uh, undertaker versus bret hart for the main event for the title. I don't remember who won because I fell asleep. But then I watched the Nitro and then the, I'm watching the Clash of the Champions. But I had this idea of trying to go back to the beginning of the Attitude Era and just watching from like the, the major pay-per-views for both WCW and WWF, which WWF at the time. And uh, I don't think I'm a podcast about it, but maybe doing something with it. Um, just because it's, you know, an era that I really, where I started watching. So yeah, that's pretty much all I did aside from uh, going to see Star Wars, which was just remarkable. So yeah. All right. So we have decided that instead of reviewing the remake of Evil Dead today, we're going to actually wait until the last episode, which is only two weeks away. And so once we, as we review episode 10, we will also talk about the Evil Dead remake. So that way everything comes full circle. We will have talked about everything in the uh, film and TV world, at least of uh, the Evil Dead series. So the Evil Dead franchise. So that'll be good. With that in mind, let's jump into our review of episode eight of ash versus evil dead entitled ashes to ashes directed by tony tilsa t-i-l-s-e who has a, a very large directorial background in uh television which i noticed when i looked at his imdb credits um i don't frankly know any of the stuff he did but somebody does and uh because there's a lot of shit back there but now, as warning as always, there will be spoilers for episode eight and episodes one through seven. So keep that in mind moving forward. Um, but Chris, let's kind of get your thoughts on the past few episodes that we missed here. Um, what are your thoughts on this on the series thus far? Uh, it's good. There, there was like one episode. It was basically a two-parter. So the first one kind of felt like fillerish at the beginning. That's where um, I can't remember names. The girls possessed. I think it was either the episode where she first gets possessed, or it was in it was that in between episode, probably like okay. the first episode I missed with you guys. Yeah, you're talking and about then, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. But there was one there, and then I accidentally watched them out of order because I was like three episodes behind, so I had to watch six, seven, and eight today. Okay. And I watched them as six, eight, and seven. <laughs> and you, you really don't need episode seven, just if anyone misses it, because like I didn't even notice I watched the wrong one. Until after this one ended. I'm like, oh, that sucks that I missed talking about this episode because a lot happens this week. Mm-hmm. And then I went, and then I was like, wait, there's no more after it. And then I was like, oh, there's one right there. So I, I <laughs> and 
I went back and it kind of ex- it, it filled in just um, character interaction a little more. Mm-hmm. But really, like basically nothing happened last week, but I mean, it was just kind of like a little gap that filled. The only thing was filling in um, what happened with Ruby, but oh, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, so your feelings are kind of like Ash's feelings then from last week. Then I, I didn't listen to the podcast because I didn't see the episode. No, that that's. Time. I'm I'm just stating fact because that's because <laughs> that's what Ash said about it too. Uh, basically, what you said, right, Ash? Not not that yeah. nothing happened, but similar. It yeah, it felt like it was all set up for the for episode eight, basically. Right. And yeah, it's like eh. it's like okay, mm-hmm. done something with this and just kind of did. <laughs> yeah, so. I liked episode seven and I think we all liked it. It's just a matter of it, uh, whether you thought it was, you know, meaningful or not, which, you know, it is just like, like Chris said, building those, that character, more of the character relationships. So, uh, jumping into episode eight, um, Ash is of course, at the end of the last episode, he has, you know, disappeared basically from the group. And obviously he's going to be heading toward the cabin is what we hypothesized in the last podcast. And we were right. Um, Ash is walking through the woods and he finds his dead bird and he picks it up, which turns into a deadite. And then he throws it against a tree, destroying it. And then he looks up and or he walks a little bit and looks up and gets all his gear on and says, honey, I'm home. And then that goes into the splash, uh, the splash intro screen. So he's got his chainsaw, his um, shotgun, and he's ready to go. And so uh, one thing I loved about this next scene is the the swing on the outside of the cabin is doing the exact same thing it was doing in the original evil dead film where it's pounding on the door on the wall. I love that. I thought that was just a great throwback to the original. I thought that was awesome. Did you guys notice that? Oh, wait, wait, well, I, I noticed some interest with the cabin actually. <laughs> okay. Um, cause they're like, uh, they're going with the assumption that he didn't go back to the cabin after evil dead too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the basement, door shouldn't be closed because he sawed it in half at the end of Evil Dead 2. Uh, okay. So that that shouldn't be there. And then like all the dishes and shit shouldn't be on the wall because that all got smashed to hell and the portal opened to hell. Right. Uh, and then a couple other things. But and like the, ca- the back part of the cabin was fine with the work shed. That made sense. But it was just like, it's like, come on guys. You had, you've included clips of Evil Dead 2 here. <laughs> you know what happened. Come on. But uh, spoken like the only one of us who enjoyed Evil Dead too. Very well done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I see how this is. I how this is. <laughs> no, I, I did like the look of the cabin and stuff. Though they got that right. Mm-hmm. That you know, it felt foreboding, and I love the the walk up to it. it was great too. Right, right. So as he's getting ready to go in there, uh, he turns around. And we see Amanda, and. Uh, so it turns out that Pablo and Kelly split up with, uh, and Amanda went on her own to try to find him. And uh, Ash is basically trying to tell her that she needs to go, but she says, you know, fuck the rules. She's staying. She wants to help him end it. So they head inside, and uh, he walks in and says, the last time I was here, I was hoping to get laid. And he says, but I did cut my hand off with a chainsaw, so it was a fun weekend. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Um, so And then Amanda kind of has these this memory of her partner. And him getting killed from the very first episode of the series. And uh, she's looking in a mirror. She's hearing voices. She's hearing things kind of the entire time she's in the cabin. Um, but Ash starts talking about the cellar, how that's where it began and that's where it needs to end. And so um, in order to open it, they need a crowbar. 
And uh, she said that she's going to go out to the workshed or out back. He says there's a you know crowbar in the workshed, and she says she's going to go get it. But he tells her that her or that his ex girlfriend is out there. Well, a part of her anyway. And so she decides she's going to stay and, and watch the Necronomicon while he goes to get the crowbar. And so as Ashley, she kind of walks toward the book, but it falls off of where it is. And there's this hole that's right above it. And the camera kind of zooms to the hole and then pulls out as it gets to the hole. And we see a rat walk by. And then we also see Ash's hand. But it's not just his hand. It's now his arm. It has grown an arm. And in the arm are these just, just disgusting worms and an eyeball, which is obviously from, you know, the original films. And so... Obviously, this arm is is growing back. Something's going on there that we find out. And so then we find, and I thought the effects on that were really good because it it was fucking disgusting. Did you guys like that like that at all or no? I don't like the eyeball. No, I didn't either. I liked everything else except for the eye. The eye looked off. Yeah. Okay. So then we get Pablo and Kelly, and they're walking through the woods. They you know they're lost. And uh, then he realized that they're walking in circles because he they're back at the car. And then this really strange moment happens. And I imagine that this group has to play into it later on the ser- in the series. I can't imagine them just showing up for this little scene and then disappearing. But there's this trio of – they look like, like foreign tourists. I don't know, Australian maybe. I couldn't really make out the accent. British something. Did you guys have a better understanding of where they were from? They sounded like Aussies, okay. which would make sense because they're filming – I think they filmed in New Zealand. They might even be New Zealanders, actually, because they oh, filmed there. Yeah, that would that would work. Yeah. So we get these these tourists that are kind of roaming around the woods, and they see Pablo and Kelly's guns, and they you know are immediately terrified, and they pull a pepper spray, and the guy pulls out a flare on them, um, but they they talk it down, and so the blonde girl in the group, there's a brunette, a blonde, and then the male, the guy, and the br- uh, the blonde is clearly smitten with pablo basically the second they see they see each other and so pablo and kelly ask him if they can um show him where the cabin is because they mentioned finding this cabin and uh, they agree to take him there and so they they head off and then we get ash he's in the work shed now and we get linda's skull in the clamp that uh it was left after evil dead 2 and he goes don't get up just came for a crowbar (laughs) i thought that was really funny um and so he goes to cobra and goes to leave but the door slams shut and locking him in there and then we get amanda here and hearing shit again and um she actually finally finds the uh, voice recorder and uh, she touches it and gets shocked or something right uh it spazzes out i think it shorts out okay okay and so then we go back with pablo and kelly and the in the 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 tourists and the blonde asks Kelly if he and uh, if she and Pablo are together, and she says no. And then the blonde says something along the lines of, you know, oh well, maybe you know I haven't seen anyone since we started this. Maybe he can keep me warm at night. And so Kelly lies and says that he has a girlfriend. So there's kind of more build with that relationship between Kelly and Pablo, I think, because if Kelly's you know kind of getting jealous that somebody wants to sleep with him. I think that's a pretty good sign that she's starting to have feelings for him. Or um, she just wanted to cock block him. <laughs> that could be too. But I don't know. The way she said it, it didn't feel like that to me. I don't know. 
But I don't think that's something that's going to culminate in this season. I think that's going to be something that'll kind of last until the next season, if anything does happen with it. But so the male trio, eventually they get to the spot and he points and you know says that's where the cabin is. And so Pablo tries to get them to stay with him just for the safety of, of it. Um, the blonde wants to, but nobody else does. And so then they take off. Um, and then back in the work shed, we get Linda talking uh, to Ash. And Ash is like, you are not here. And, but Linda's Linda's back and she's saying these ridiculous things to Ash. And um, he's trying to ignore her, but eventually he can't. He starts yelling at her. Um, and Linda says that uh, Amanda is going to die here because everyone he's ever loved dies here. And uh, Ash is, uh, he says, she says that as Ash is trying to pry open the door. And then we go back to Amanda. She's hearing things again. And um, she gets her gun out and walks around and goes into this room and, and sees the is scared by the mouse or the rat running over the piano. Um, but then she finds the old the old man's journal from the um, original movies. And uh, we hear his voice again. And then Ash or what appears to be Ash jump uh, pops up in the door and, and scares her. And so they're talking. And Ash is basically saying, like, let's just get out of here and uh, together. And Amanda's kind of leery about that. But eventually they they kiss and he he's telling her about how he's a failure. But before he was a failure, he had all these he had a future. And so he wants to find that future again and trying to woo her. And eventually they kiss. But as they kiss, she looks and she sees his hand. And it's the hand that we saw earlier. So it's Ash's original hand. And he says something like, maybe I grew my hand back or maybe my hand grew me. Uh, it doesn't matter, whatever the case is. And so that's when we find out that this is not real Ash, but what I'm calling uh, arm Ash, or we can call him evil Ash. And uh, she starts like yelling at him and he gets mad and she runs away. So did you guys, did you have any inkling that this wasn't the real Ash as he was talking? Because I sure as hell did. Well, he seemed, um, he seemed a little off. Yeah, yeah, definitely seemed a little off. Absolutely. And him admitting his faults just seemed <laughs> so out of character. Yeah, I would agree on that. And so we get go back to the real Ash, and he's trying to pry open the door. And uh, <laughs> Linda, <laughs> three jokes back to back. She's like, um, let her suck him off. Uh, skull fucking gives good head. All these ridiculous things, which I laughed at because I'm just immature like that. But I thought they were pretty fucking funny. I, and, I did have to say, um, they, uh, well, I don't, this obviously isn't the original actress for Linda because mm -hmm. she would be, um, much older. Yeah. Um, but the one that they got for her was doing a really damn good job of emulating the Linda from Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I thought she did a good job too. Definitely. So then the shit in the barn starts flying around and you know you get the chainsaws blades uh, bear traps comes at him uh and then we go back to amanda who gets caught by uh the evil ash and uh, he's kicking her ass but eventually she's able to get the best of him and grabs the like cleaver and and cuts his hand off and like cuts it four or five three or four times and eventually gets it to stop moving and so then ash or evil ash tries to act like 
he's free now. He's saying, oh, you know, you cut it off. I'm free. I'm good now. And she kind of puts her guard down for a second. And that's when Ash takes it. The evil Ash takes advantage of that and grabs that meat cleaver and then just stabs her in the fucking throat and, <laughs> and says, now that's what I call cleavage. And I was like, oh, man. Um, so she's stumbling into the living room and she falls onto antlers and she is dying. And Evil Ash says that's exactly how her partner felt when he was dying. So it was just brutal. Um, and then and he was being a dick. <laughs> yeah, he was. Man, talk about an asshole. And so the real Ash, he loses his metal hand in all his action. And then Linda talks more shit to him. And so he finally destroys her head. Um, and Amanda's dying slowly. And Evil Ash is, you know, saying more things to her. And eventually the real Ash comes in and he sees her dying. And she tells him about uh, the evil Ash. Ash apologizes, saying it's his fault, and uh, says it's better where she's going. And then he kisses her, and she finally takes her last gasps of air and dies, which was really sad. And frankly, I was shocked to see her die. Was anybody else? I, I was surprised. I wasn't. Yeah, I was that. not. A, yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. Yeah, I thought for sure that would continue on in the next couple of seasons. So, because I mean, that's a that's a main character and he's just gone like that. So, Evil Ash uh, walks in and says, "Well, better to have loved and lost." And boy, did you lose! And then he takes off. And so then Pablo and Kelly come in and they see Amanda dead, and they're like, "Did you kill a, something besides a demon? Did you kill a real person?" He's like, "No, it's me, but it's not me." And blah blah blah. He's trying to tell him about about this, and then he just takes off and tries to find him. And so then Evil Ash comes up from behind him and attacks him, and it's Ash versus Ash. So real Ash versus Evil Ash. And they know each other's weak spots, the the weak knee, the bad, the I think he says soft balls at one point. Um, just these like ridiculous weak spots that they have, fake false teeth. Um, and they're just beating the hell out of each other. And then they both say at the same time, time to die. And they're just strangling each other as the episode goes to credits. And that was the end of the episode. That was a terrible song that they chose to play. Yeah, it fit. It fit, but that was a terrible right. song. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was such an evil place to end it because I want to know what happens next so badly. Like I want to watch the next episode right now. Um, but it was such a great cliffhanger. So, what were your thoughts on episode eight, uh, Chris? Let's start with you. Um, well, it was nice because even though she's dead, I got to watch episode seven right after it, so she was alive again. <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking about, but I have more. Um, that was really good. I was surprised again. I was like, oh, see, she's fine. And then the Cleaver's thing. I was like, oh, and there's that. Yeah, the whole time that Cleaver was in her, I was like, is she going to die? Is she really going to die? I was like, but how do they not, how would she not die with this giant meat cleaver in her fucking neck? Like, she, I was like, she's dead. She has to be. But I was, I was losing. I was like, oh my God. What about you, Ash? What were your thoughts on episode eight? Um, I liked it. It was less le- less set up than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, their two parters have been generally good. Uh, like the like the one with Kelly being possessed, and obviously this one. Right. Um, it, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't feel as. I know I liked it. Don't get me wrong. It just didn't feel as well constructed as the Kelly episodes, the the back to back Kelly episodes did. Okay, does that make sense? I, I I don't know. I liked what they did with it, and I, I maybe it was my nitpicking stuff when they walked in the cabin and everything was all pristine, and you know the the door wasn't broken like it was in 
or should have been in the you know from the movie and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, for the most part, I like the episode though. They did a good job with the okay with the the other stuff. Yeah, I didn't um, because I've only seen Evil Dead two a couple times. Like I didn't have that ability to Nick Pit uh, Nip nitpick yeah i said that right okay and so um i didn't things like that didn't bother me too much um i thought the the way the plot was structured in this episode i thought was was done well and it feels like just a how how can i say it it felt like just an episode in a in a movie you know what i mean like a, a small moment in a larger film is how it felt to me there was clearly something before it and there's clearly something after it it just felt larger uh more ballooned than some of the other episodes that seems that were more concise and i thought that was uh, a positive about this episode because it it brought in from the last episode so well and leaves me hanging you know and wanting that next episode uh, really well and so I kind of feel like this is going to be kind of a four-parter with the setup in episode seven, start in episode eight, kind of continuing in episode nine, and then concluding finally in episode 10. I mean, if if we want to call it, obviously it's a 10-episode series, so everything's apart. But if we're breaking it down into like a two-parter and then kind of a, this final arc, I feel like really started in the last episode, was set up in the last episode, and is... um this was kind of that first part of the ending and so i don't think it's really going too much further away from the cabin at this point uh but we didn't get any lucy lawless which is interesting and so uh, that's one thing i want to know chris what are your thoughts on lucy lawless's character do you think she's dead and uh, has come back to life or is she just not a human character is she human and just didn't get burned in the last episode like what what do you what are your thoughts on her Ruby uh, is her name. Well, I, I mean, I know who she is and everything. I don't know if the show has said who she is, but has okay. it? Like, do, do you know who she is? Yeah, she's the daughter of the okay. old man of the cabin. Right. The sister, okay. yeah. Right. So I, I, I really don't know. I don't have any guesses. I don't really... She hasn't... She just kind of briefly shows up all the time. Like she yeah. hasn't had an integral part yet. She was naked in the last episode. I thought that was cool. <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's interesting so we'll see what kind of what happens with her as uh the series comes to an end here but let's see i i'm wondering if in the next episode or next couple episodes maybe if they're gonna have it kind of be this thing where did the real ash survive or did the evil ash survive and we don't really know and we might not know until the end of the series or at the end of the season rather or if they're both going to appear again, like, I don't know. I'm just interested to see what's going to happen there. Cause how do you can, how do you have a season two without Ash in Ash versus evil dead? Well, you, you don't really. Uh, and, and it so, becomes Kelly and Kelly and, uh, and the Pablo versus, Pablo evil, dead. versus evil dead. Yeah. yeah. Which who knows? Maybe they would. I have no idea, but that would be <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I just thought this is, this is a great episode because it drove it closer to that conclusion. Um, and it was so sad to see Amanda die after all this time because you really came to like her in the last, uh, you know, just couple episodes. And um, yeah, but I think it just, I'm shocked that they killed her, but it works so well because it just plays into the mythos of the entire franchise so well with everyone Ash bringing up to the cabin, everything he cares for dying at that cabin, being killed at that cabin. 
And so I thought that's just really smartly played. So it'll be interesting to see how this series concludes in the next two episodes. So I don't have any stats for the ratings um, because it's too early. But do you guys have any concluding thoughts on episode eight or anything up to this point? I'm sure the ratings were pretty bad. Star Wars. Right. Yeah, they actually were the highest they ever were on episode seven. So I'm interested to see what they do here. But yeah, you're right. With uh, Star Wars being released, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they've fallen and how far they've fallen. So very good. All right. Well, I guess that is that for this episode. So again, we are going to be reviewing Evil Dead once we review or when we review episode 10. So not on next week's podcast, but the following week's podcast. And so you have a couple weeks to watch that and prep for that episode. So make sure you do. And I want to wish Chris and Ash, wish you guys a Merry Christmas because Christmas is coming up in what, four days now, which is just crazy to think about. So Merry Uh, Christmas, uh, gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Yeah, and same to you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Um, I hope you guys have a, a safe and awesome holiday and are uh, around to listen to our, what's our next one? I guess is our New Year's Week podcast. So, yeah. Excellent. What do we have going up on the website this week? Nothing that I'm aware of. Is anyone planning on reviewing uh, Star Wars Episode Seven at all? I can't. I assume Ash was. Yeah, Ash, it just feels right. It feels like you should review that. Okay. Sounds good. I can handle that. Perfect. (laughs) Excellent. So look for a review from Ash on Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, And we will try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. And if we do have spoilers in it, we will make sure to label them clearly so as not to ruin the movie-going experience for you. Because I was fortunate and didn't have anything spoiled for me at all and was blown away by virtually everything. So definitely a movie you want to go in seeing uh, as blind as possible. So Yeah, I had one thing spoiled. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Stupid Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was just like a passing thing. Yeah. what? Oh. <laughs> Whenever you and um, Renton were talking, because uh, you're both on like this list that I follow, and so both your your conversation shows up. So I just had to keep scrolling, keep scrolling, and I didn't see anything. So I got lucky. I kept it vague. Okay. Yeah, I've been vague about it too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight, and I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.